Now then, guys, you know I don't like doing this, but it is the last Sad Face episode in the series of the What The Fart Like podcast coming up. But we've got a doozy for you. Ready and waiting in the barrel. Don't you panic. We're going out strong. But before we start, as we have done every episode this series, I want to take a moment to talk about some of the amazing companies that make up our online running community. Thank you so, so much on behalf of me and them to those of you who have in turn checked out and supported some of these companies to help them grow and flourish as part of our amazing community. A good way we thought to round the series off was to talk to you for just a moment about the National Running Show North. Coming in Birmingham once again on the 21st and 22nd of January. Now the National Running Show, if you don't know, is a home for runners no matter how far or fast you go. Bringing together inspirational speakers, the latest kit, cutting edge technology, expert coaches, the best races and a host of tasty nutrition products all under one roof. It's the biggest community meetup of the year and it's perfectly timed for runners training for events in the spring. We're going to be there and we want you guys to be there too. We want to see plenty of familiar fartlek family faces. How about that for a bit of alliteration, hey? But if you are thinking of going to the National Running Show, then please do head over to nationalrunningshow.com to secure your ticket. If you use the code FARTLEK, that's F-A-R-T-L-E-K, you can spell, I know it, then it's going to be free. Please do come along. Think about spending the weekend with us, spending the weekend with the National Running Show team, meet some of the amazing inspirational speakers, companies, everything in between. Be a part of the biggest running event in the UK and it's coming on January 21st and 22nd. Big, big thanks to the National Running Show for supporting us. Now let's get on with the last episode of Series 7. You know what to do, guys. Hit the music. Are you a groupie, and you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of the Run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your Matt. Yeah. It's the last episode. And now the end is here. And so I face the final curtain. Mate, carry on. You, you, your voice is moving me. <laughs> My friend, I'll make it clear. <laughs> carry on. I didn't say stop. I'll state my case. All right, stop. Uh, <laughs> of it's, which I'm <laughs> It's the I last think... episode of the series, man. I know. Series series seven, episode twelve. The last I one. I know. Jeez. I know. This this time is flying. Two year, nearly two years. Ne- nearly two years since we started, and we are not far off hundred episodes. We are not far off fifty thousand listens. It's been a hell of a ride but we're not slowing down and unlike many famous tv shows game of thrones lost the our season finale will not be anticlimactic so ladies and gentlemen welcome to series 7 episode 12 as matt has alluded to of the what the fuck like podcast my name is rob and i am matthew and we are cooking on gas for the final episode. We've got a good one planned. A little bit of a different structure. We'll get into that in a minute, won't we? Because we're going to change the segments up a little bit, given the fact that what the Fartlek Parkrun League has now finished. But we've got a stat show with a great main event guest and loads of other stuff coming up as well. So, Matt, why don't you let the lovely people out in podcast land know exactly what they can expect from this last episode of Series 7? Uh, yes, usual nonsense. 
prevails. Uh, how's your week in running? Uh, part run chats with Bema. Uh, chat with Mike Roderick. Um, we'll have a short recap on the uh, the part run league and our favourite bits and stuff like that as well. Um, roll calls with a slight twist. The thank yous and then the goodbyes. <laughs> Not including in the ooh, thank yous, the, who have we got on next week? Because there is no next mm, week, is there? No, there is no next week. Very sad, very sad. Um, okay, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how we've been getting on since last week. Uh, how's mm-hmm. your week been, man? Have you been running much? Uh, no. No? <laughs> just just no. I did the uh, junior part run with Isaac and he just wasn't interested at all in running. He, bless um, him, he wasn't, was he? He wasn't, no. It's just one of the pictures I've seen on uh, on the old Facebook uh, page that they posted from uh, Olympic Legacy Park. <laughs> his face is just horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you can see in his eyes and his face, just like, I do not want to be here. <laughs> bless him. It um, but, so, yeah, it? But, but yeah, we, we, we set off pretty quick. Um, you shut off and I think you got a bit disheartened because obviously uh, Harry Harry smashed it I know you'll get into that in a, in a sec but mm-hmm. uh, yeah I think you got a bit disheartened and then the, the heat and the weather didn't help either mm-hmm. um, but but we got it only got another volunteer credit uh, volunteer credit got another uh, run run credit and he's uh, ever closer to the uh, the first wristband the half marathon wristband um, yes which I'm looking forward to him getting because I'm sure he'll be excited to receive that Definitely, definitely, man. And how about you? Apart from that, have you been out much? I know you've been out on the bike. You got no. Flat, you got another flat side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went on a, a bike ride with the kid. I bought a, a, a bike seat for the front of my bike, um, so Isaac can uh, can join us on some uh, bike rides and stuff. It's one of the front front facing ones. Uh, they have it just just in front behind the handle handlebars. And uh, yeah, we went on a bike ride at the weekend with Cadence, uh, my daughter. Uh, everything was going well and then today I picked him up from school and um, Donna was there in the car and I says do you want to come on the bike with me home or do you want to go home with mummy and he's like I want to go on the bike I want to go on the bike and uh, we got <laughs> we got three or four miles uh, down the road and uh, yeah my bike got another flat tyre so I ended up finding a pub and getting getting a couple of drinks instead <laughs> yeah it's, it, your bike gets a lot of flat tyres like just, yeah. just, just to frame the conversation a little bit more the day before, no, sorry, it was on Sunday, wasn't it? I've seen mm. it twice this week. On Sunday, you just came round from your bike ride, the aforementioned bike ride. Yeah. You just came round uh, to, to see us for a couple of hours so the kids could play. And, um, and, <laughs> and I was taking the piss out of you because you get loads of flat tyres. And what did you say to me? I can't remember. So like, oh, I fixed it. It's not going to happen again. <laughs> Yeah, don't be a dickhead, Rob. I fixed it. It was a recurring problem because I'm not going to lie, Matt. For a week, you posted a picture every day of you with a flat tire somewhere <laughs> on, uh, uh, on on your Instagram stories, and, and you were like, "It's not going to happen again, dickhead." I've fixed it. I've sorted it. I know what I'm doing with bikes. It's from Halfords. It's not even a crap bike. And then, legitimately, 48 hours later, you're posting a story on your Instagram of how you've got a flat tire and you're back in the pub. <laughs> oh dear yeah i found what what made it flat well, i've run over a thorn um right. so i pulled that out and it just went down and i, re- I remember the pub was just around the corner so i went to the pub and rung donna and said can you come and rescue us oh my god and i've now got i've now got shares in um in halford in <laughs> you're putting you're putting mr halford's kids through university we're just buying you in a tube yeah I've, I've, i found a new product for the bike though now i bought i bought two new inner tubes and just as i was walking out of the shop i seen this uh punch repair kit and it's it's not 
they're called um, scabs. Right. These these puncture repair kits, and, and the, there's no glue involved. They're just like stickers you stick over the puncture. And I've just used that instead, so I might save myself a bit of money in the inner tubes. Right. Well, you you, you bought the inner tubes. But, but that's if it, it, they're there just in case now, aren't they? So you're there for when it inevitably happens again, aren't Yeah, you? which is going to happen. In the next couple of weeks, it's going to happen again. So <laughs> I've just reserved to the fact that that's happening every every couple of weeks now. A couple of weeks. Well, are you feeling like me then on the basis that I'm not doing much exercise either? Are you starting to dread this football match next weekend, oh. bearing in mind that we do not have a particularly <laughs> strong base level of fitness at all? Yeah, we, we spoke about that on the uh, weekend, didn't we? Thinking last, last year when we played this football match, we had a little bit of a base fitness. I think we had done a bit of a few, a fair few long runs. And we, I think, I th- I think we started, we, we, we started Chester training. Mm. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, we were pretty pretty well up there with regards to fitness. But yeah, my, my legs are aching already. I've only walked up. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. legs started hurting this morning just being stood in the shower what's that about it's, it's gonna be great I, i'm picking up the um a video camera to film this football match and i might just not bring it <laughs> no bring it we're gonna upload it for everyone to watch it'll be fun it'll be fun um but no yeah no you're right I, i'm same I'd, i've not really done the, my only my only run last week was uh was running with harry Mm. Um, on the Sunday, and I've not been out since this week either. It's been too hot, and I've nice, stopped yeah, fancying it. Been warm. Really, really warm. Uh, at work, you know, a couple of long days, a couple of long weeks at work, and it's too hot, and I'm just a bit like, mm, just, it'll be all right. I'll go out in a bit, mm. kick the can down the road a bit. Although the, um, although of course Sunday at Junior Park was probably one of my favourite ever running experiences, getting to run with Harry and and him getting a PB and. Anyone who saw my Instagram will see that we've had a, a bit of a tough week with Harry because um, he, uh, I won't get into it, I'm not going to shame anybody or call anybody out because it's not the purpose of this, but a certain drama school, a national drama school, in fact, I think it's a franchise one, um, had basically dissuaded us from um, signing Harry up to their classes because his neurodiversity would make him disruptive to other children, apparently was the words they used. So that wasn't very nice. But um, I think I said it. I said it on my IG that you know you could, and I could very easily be bitter about that, and I could dig my heels in, and I could um, kick off, and I could name and shame them, and I could you know argue with them. And but I think ultimately the the thing is that that Harry's a really happy little boy, and he's 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 an absolute superstar, and he he just gets on with it, and he just got on with it, and you know, and there was another incident as well on the on the school playground were and I get this I'm not one of those who you know I get that it is what it is and there's reasons why parents do this and I'm not getting at anybody but there was a kid in school who um was handing out party invitations in Harry's class Harry wasn't invited that in itself is is upsetting mm-hmm. um for Harry particularly because he doesn't understand how to regulate and control his emotions like other children do but um but this kid I'm not it's a child i'm not i'm not i'm not going to speak badly of him but for whatever reason this kid had enlisted harry to help him give out invitations to other children what um wow. and the and the parents just the parents just watched um, awful awful yeah it wasn't great to be honest mate and um so yeah he's had he's had a tough week so that that sunday at parkland was uh was massive mm. it was massive it was brilliant it was um and and I put it on my uh, on my captions on my on my grid that um, there'll be a lot of and this isn't just neurodiverse 
people. This is all of us, but I think probably the young people in the neurodiverse community probably feel it so much more because they are different. But there'll be a lot of people in life who will take a lot of pleasure from telling you what you can't do. Mm. But it's your job to show them what you can. Agreed. And, uh, and Harry and Harry showed me that uh, this weekend. And I'm on. I'm having a, a bit of a personal battle at the minute. I'm, I'm looking at new jobs, and I've had a couple of knockbacks in interviews. And in the past, I probably my resilience wouldn't have held out, and I'd have gone into a bit of a a bit of a sulk and a bit of a self depreciation cycle about it, and just gone back to well, I'm only good enough to do what I'm doing now. But I needed that, I think, and. I needed to see Harry that's, doing that. Yeah. Cause, I thought I'm pleased and how proud you were afterwards as well, man. And, uh, yeah, and you know what? It might it might not seem like much to some, but to me, it was just a real embodiment of, all right, if if you think I can't do things, let me show you what I can, and and um and I think it's something we can all carry forward and we can all focus on is 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 taking that approach of, all right, you think what you want to think, and and I can't influence your thoughts and feelings. That's that's between you and your maker. But I, all I can do is show you what I am and who I am and what I'm all about. And I think that's good advice for anybody in any part of the life. Yeah, be, be the best person you can be and fuck everybody else. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's, that, 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 was my, that was my weekend. That was my park run. And then volunteered, obviously, at Poolsbrook on the Saturday. Harry yep. and I, again, we tag-teamed it in our fancy dress. Got to see loads of fart, like family members, which was amazing um yeah really really enjoyed that uh we had let me try and remember everyone that was there we had uh mcpaul of course drove mm-hmm. us there um as he always does because he's such a diamond uh we had uh from your team we had mike slack and claire Forsyth. did uh we also had some of uh of my pals from uh my what the fart like uh league team we had uh we had lisa and alistair with her Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul uh, Griffiths was there, and Laura Blackwell, and amazingly big, big shout out. Uh, Haley was there, but she of <laughs> course brought the awesome Finley, our number one Satman Johns, number one fan. I hope you're listening, Finley. It was lovely to meet you. It was a pleasure. Matt wasn't there because he's lazy and he doesn't do part run. Just to reiterate his, that, his his words. His words, yeah. He doesn't do part run, does he? No, no, he doesn't. Um, but no, it was, it was really nice to really nice to meet him. And another big shout out, uh, if she's listening, to Mel, who I met for the first time. She sought me out when I was barcode scanning and mentioned that she listened to the podcast. And uh, I wanted to make sure I got a hello to Mel in there. So well done for your run. Tall, uh, hope it was tall Matt one. Taylor was there as well. Tall, oh, Tall Matt Taylor. I always forget about Tall Matt Taylor. I'll tell you for why. Because he's part of the he's part of the furniture at Bullsbrook, and he yes, yes. he's such a big part of that volunteering community. Um, the clown runners that um, the clowns the, the place they're not dressed as clowns or nothing. <laughs> Don't just 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 to clarify, that'd be a whole different kind of problem, wouldn't it? Um, but uh, but no, he's he's part of the furniture there. But it was great to see him like it always is at Bullsbrook. A lot of time for Tom. The best Matt Taylor, some people say. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too. Don't worry. Like I hear you getting all jealous then. It's fine. You're my favourite Matt Taylor. All right. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Calm down. Um and that's that was pretty much my week. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Some good things happened. Um yeah, and, and the fact you got to see Harry smash his run was awesome as well. Yeah, definitely. Um I think the only other thing I want to do before we get over to, because like you said, a little bit of a different structure, no part run tourism now. We're going to nope. get to that um, uh, after 
Mike Roderick, and we'll get to Mike Roderick in a minute. But we are rounding out Series 7, and as has become customary, have you got any memories or high points? I know you've only turned up for half the episodes, but have you got any um, anything that, that stands out as something that you really enjoyed in Series 7? Uh, I think the fact that we've had more Fartlek family uh, chats with, with Fartlek family people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of, part of the community and stuff. He's finding their finding out their story. Uh, I've really enjoyed that, to be honest. And obviously, the community challenge of all the uh, part run league stuff has been awesome as well. Which one? Uh, which, which which guest has stood out to you? I mean, it's not. I, I know it's hard to say that because you don't want to put anybody down. But there's no. nothing wrong with saying you know this one really resonated with me. This one was was probably my favourite. We 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 set a base layer that they're all absolutely amazing. We love them all. But the yeah. are there any that really stood out to you that you really really enjoyed? Uh, I think I go pal Paul for uh, mm. I think uh, Last hearing week. his story and hearing him get emotional and then hearing him what everything he he, he was about, yeah, it's uh, got a lump in my throat and uh, yeah, he's, he's such a nice bloke as well. Um, yeah, just great, great for you what 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 he was all about. Yeah, yeah, no, I love I love Paul as well. I liked Louis Alexander's too. He's done yes. some amazing things. What 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 a guy what a guy he is. Yeah. Um, but they were all quality. I thought. I thought they were brilliant. Rashi getting Rashi on was great. Yeah, having awesome. a good good catch up with a an adopted Widnesian uh, against mm-hmm. all of better will. Um, but yeah, I just think it's been great. And and I agree with you. The community stuff has been awesome. Um, and, and also also speaking <coughs> about neurodiver- neurodiversity as well, having George come on and, and tell his yeah. story, um, yeah. raising the money for what he's doing was was great as well. Yeah, George was great. George was brilliant, and and I'm glad that we've kept in touch with his with his mum Simone as well, and 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 we've got a real kind of um, uh, hopefully lasting kind of connection with with with, with that mission that that George is on. I think it's certainly given me the confidence. George's episode gave me the confidence to speak out more about Harry's neurodiversity and maybe just raise awareness. Like it's like so I I don't want anybody to think that in that last bit then I was like trying to slag anybody off or especially not. Not you know um um uh, the, the the schoolyard story like the parents the kids like I get it I get that that Harry probably seems naughty and disruptive I get that you probably don't want my kid who's prone to losing losing his sense of where he is and start screaming and squawking everywhere when when you're at a party and can't control himself and isn't great with personal space and I, I get that I, I, I get that you only see a snapshot of what's going on but. I think that the great work that like George is doing and, and, and hopefully others are going to keep championing for neurodiversity is that we can help educate people that kind of like what that means and, 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 and what the consequences are of that. And, and particularly in young people, you know, how just how much Harry is just desperate for friends. And like, you know that because because your Isaac and, and Harry are, are such good pals mm. and he, he struggles to make those lasting connections, but he craves it massively and if, if you just give him a little bit of time like like your Isaac does and is amazing for it and he does that through your education you know what I mean you have that knowledge of neurodiversity because we talk about it and yeah. and you support Isaac in supporting Harry and they've got a beautiful friendship and I hope that they stay friends up until they become adults um because mm. Harry doesn't have a lot of that because he does struggle to get past that initial kind of relationship with other kids because he's I don't know I guess society would call him a bit weird and um yeah and and so it's stuff like that that if we can if we can help teach our kids and I know it's not your job to and I know it's not your responsibility and if you listen to me saying I've got enough on and I'm not going to do that and it's got nothing to do with me then fine that that's okay too there's no judgment from me but 
if you do have a desire and and if you are kind of moved in some kind of small way by the George episode and by the conversations we've had about Harry or the stuff we share on social medias, you don't know how powerful your influence is on your kids just to help them understand it more because kids aren't nasty on purpose. They're not, they don't exclude people on purpose, certainly not at that young of an age. And I just think if we can help guide them, we can help everybody just be happier and, and not feel excluded and not feel alone. And it, it's something I want to keep working on and I want to keep mm. raising on the podcast as the series go on. Cause it's, and, and a big thank you to George for helping, giving me the confidence to do that, because I think it's really important that we keep championing it and moving forward with it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, good. Right. Okay. So on that basis, should we get over and have a chat with our last guest of the series? Uh, Mr. Mike Roderick. We're going to talk all about his running journey, some of the amazing times that he's posted. But more importantly for him um, is is his journey in setting up the Try Hard Harriers and um, uh, and the great work that 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 he's done putting into that, helping others, and uh, and what that's meant to him. I think it's going to be a good one to round out the series. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, it certainly is. Can't wait to hear it. Right then, you lot, it is time for the last guest of Series 7, and we've saved you a good one, I promise. Today, I'm chatting to a guy whose running journey has taken him on a roller coaster ride since he started over a decade ago, a multi-time marathon runner, charity fundraiser, coach, and running club founder. He's been a busy chap, all whilst posting some very oppressive, impressive times himself across all distances whilst at it. Now, this isn't all there is to his story, though. He's overcome setbacks, adversity, and achieved big things with even bigger plans for the future. Let's finish the series strong as I chat to the very cool Mr. Mike Roderick. Mike, how are you doing today, man? Good evening, I'm good. How are you? Mm. Good, thank you. Yes, just uh, swigging tea as you asked me that question, but I think <laughs> I fielded it, fielded it seamlessly. Um, loads to get to, really excited to talk to you both both about what you've achieved and the work you're doing with your running club. Um, but let's uh, let's start this where we always start. For people who might not be familiar with you, dude, people might not know your story, follow you on Instagram. Why don't we start at the start? Always a good place, isn't it? How did you first get into running? Um, to be honest, it was a bit of a weird one. I was um, doing business studies back in comprehensive school, and my teacher actually made a bet with me that he didn't think I could do a 5K in under 20 minutes because I was a sprinter in school. Mm-hmm and uh never thought that i could sort of do that kind of distance so i went and done it with my teacher at the time oh well in the same it was a proper event and uh i think my first ever 5k i did 1946 something like that and literally got the bug instantly and then was hooked in that was that's going back nearly 17 years now wow and did that um so is it has running always been a part of your life then because 15 is quite young we hear a lot of people, you know, stories of, as an athlete, I did this at school, did that, did that at school, then fell out with it and found it again. But has it always been there for you? Um, yeah, I think even going back to younger than, you know, 15, I was a sort of a 100, 200 meter sprinter as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And then got into the 400 meters. And then, like I said, I started 5Ks at like the age of 15, 16. And pretty much for the last 17 years, it's been a massive part of my life. It's just grown to get bigger and bigger and now it's it's an everyday thing for me now yeah and and how did those formative years take 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 place then so obviously you found you've got this love of running you, you you've got the bug did you get involved in club running early on were you doing your own thing when did you start getting involved in races talk me through some of those early stories 
Um, yeah, it's just quite uh, quite funny actually because obviously I started, like I said, I started with the five Ks and got hooked on those, and then me and my best friend decided after I think it was about two years, two three years of doing five Ks in the summer, because um, I wasn't doing any sort of recreational running then. I was just you know a sprinter and a five K runner. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to do a, the local ten K race um, for charity in fancy dress. And that was my first ever 10k run, and we did it as Batman and Robin, won the best fancy dress prize. Mm-hmm. I think we run 10k in about 48 minutes in fancy dress, which we not, were really, not, we were not, really not bad. Yeah, not bad dresses, Batman and Robin, eh? No, and you know we were like high-fiving kids and everything, and we raised about 800 pounds for um, the Welsh Air Ambulance at the time. And then it kind of after I'd done 10k, I was like, right, can I race a 10k? Because I'd obviously I realised I. I was quite good at the 5Ks. So then I looked and started doing 10Ks. And then I got, I wanted to push myself further. So in 2011, I decided to sign up to the, I got lucky enough, I got a charity place for the Great North Run, mm. which is where my sort of endurance journey started then. Um, and I run the Great North Run for um, multiple cirrhosis, raised two and a half thousand pounds for them. Uh, and not being a, a runner, I didn't have a watch. Um, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, and there's photos of me. And I, looking back now, it's quite, you know, I was a complete newbie to running. Did nearly all my training on the treadmill, which is something I couldn't do now. Um, and then I amazingly run my first, you know, the half marathon in 130, uh, just under 130. Wow. Um, which again, I didn't realize that was a good time back then. I didn't know nothing about half marathon running. Um, it wasn't until I started speaking to other friends that were runners and they were like, you know, you are pretty good at this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I kind of got the bug then, started looking for other races. And, re- you know, I think 2013, um, I signed up to do the London Marathon again through charity. Um, and raised over five thousand pounds for charity for that. Um, and you know we can come back from a London marathon because that was not a good race. You know I've had my ups and downs, but that was a proper uh, reality check in running, I think. And that was my first sort of setback as well. Because I was that, was that was, so, sorry to jump in. Was that your first marathon that you did as well? Yeah, twenty thirteen yeah. was my first ever marathon. I, I'd done quite a few halves at this point. I'd done Cardiff half marathon. Um, I'd done a couple in Birmingham and you know a few other places, um, all between 2011 and 2013, uh, as well as like continuing with the five and ten k's. But again, then I got right. Can I, how can I push myself further? So I signed up for London, and it didn't go all to plan at all. The training went pretty well. Um, got injured during the training, and then got injured during the marathon as well. Yeah, and I think it was one of those where I probably knew I shouldn't have. I was advised, you know, you might end up getting injured in the run, and I got. To, I was everything was going quite well. I got to mile sixteen, and my knee gave way, and I literally hobbled from St John's Ambulance to St John's Ambulance for the next ten mm-hmm. miles. Um, got across the finish line in agony, in tears, um, and then. I seen it as a motivator, not as like a, a negative thing of right. If I've done it, I've obviously done something wrong. I need to come back and try and correct my mistakes, basically. Yeah. Um, 
And how, yeah, I think, go on, sorry. So, so, sorry, man, no, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I was trying to ask, how was, obviously it's a bit of a, a longer time ago now, back in 2013, and, and it, it must have been tough if you'd been getting, and all this kind of positive reinforcement of I'm posting good times, I'm doing really well, I'm hitting these half marathon PBs, you know, I'm good at running. And then suddenly reality hits with with that first marathon, which it does for a lot of us. And um, what was it that kept you going? Was it the fact that you were raising the money for charity and you just wanted to get it done because of what was at stake from that perspective? I think, yeah, like back then, a lot of my, especially sort of the longer runs, um, like I said, the Great North, my first one was for charity. I did. I had done a couple of other races for charity as well, um, and I think the fact that I'd raised so much money um, for a charity that really, and it was for a close family friend as well, mm-hmm. um, and sadly they, you know, they passed away um, not long after the marathon actually. Mm. Um, but just having that sort of belief that you know, I knew there was a lot of people. I almost I didn't want to let people down, and I I know for a fact that like afterwards people said like. You know, we wouldn't have been disappointed if we didn't finish. You know, you'd already raised the money, you did so well. But literally that for the last 10 miles, that was always in the back of my mind is, you know, I've raised this money, I'm going to finish this run. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I ne- I'll, ne- I'll never forget coming down the mile on that day. You know, I, I, I could barely run. I was in tears. And somehow I managed to like sprint the last 100 metres and then pretty much collapse to the floors across the line. Yeah, but in some ways, though, that experience, as much as at the time you must have seen it as a negative, that's got to have formed such an important part of the mental aspect of, of your running journey ever since, which we all talk about being so important that when you are digging in, when it is tough, when you are struggling, you can think back to that moment and what you achieved and how good it felt getting it done. And it can almost find that extra gear sometimes, can't it? Yeah, and I think, like, you know, once I'd finished and sort of the dust had settled, you know, and I was hobbling around London afterwards, I had that medal in my hand. I had my T-shirt. Granted, it was a cotton T-shirt back then, not the lovely yeah. tech ones we get these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just proud to say I'd fun- I was a marathon runner. You know, there's not many, you know, it's it's such a unique club and it doesn't matter what ability you are. If, you, if you've run a marathon, you've run a marathon. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And um, it really, once I'd come to the, you know, the terms with it, I I I'd unfinished business as I said, and I was like, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna run London again at some point, and I'm gonna run it well. And I was convinced then, right, I'm not doing any other marathons until I've gone back and run London. And I had a bit of a break from running after it to get myself better and get fit again. Um, <laughs> and then 2015 went back to London and ended up injured again. <laughs> so. Um, a totally different injury. Uh, I actually developed plantar fasciitis halfway around the marathon, um, which was excruciating. Um, yeah. And even though I was actually running it for a club at this point, um, my time wasn't as good as my first one. Um, so I was really disappointed with the second one because I thought, right, you know, things had gone better. I was going to go back to London prove myself you know yeah you, you know you get your training right and it didn't go to plan um and the second time was a proper setback because I actually took nearly a year out of proper running after that I was just kind of plodding along I wasn't doing any big events um just doing a couple of local 5ks and stuff I really lost the love of running back in 2015-16 um 
and then I think the local 10k, the Swansea 10k is quite a good event um, and it's quite popular and I, I got did that and did a time that was nowhere near where I had been previously and that kind of gave me the little bit of a motivation I needed again then to be like right okay you know let's get back into running get back into the club I'd been in at the time Swansea Harriers um, and then sort of worked my way back to some kind of fitness for a little bit um, and then I did a uh, an endurance bike ride um, and finished that and I was asked to go and sort of help a new cl- another club that was starting up in Swansea which I'd never done before which was sort of helping them like coach beginner runners mm-hmm. um, and I really it, I didn't know how to you know approach it because I thought right well I've not done the running I've done previously but obviously this person knows what I've done in the past um, so I went along and it was literally like couch to 5k and you know people who were new to running and I instantly really enjoyed helping other people um, more than I was helping enjoy run, running myself and that kind of got my love back for running then so all of a sudden I was starting to train again I was starting to put the miles back in um, and it was sort of 2017 2018 I was doing that um, and then I got back into my like sort of the 10Ks, half marathons, and I went through the leaders course, so I became a run leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really enjoying it. And the club I was in at the time was growing. You know, we were getting some good runners, and everybody was progressing really well. And I think even though I hadn't had a PB or anything for years, watching other people get these PBs at the time was giving me the motivation to like, right, I need to go and see if I can get my own PB back, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the two, um, go, the two go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's interesting that you say it. What, what, one thing that you just said that really resonated with me was, you know, you went out and you did, I think you said it was the Swansea 10K, and you posted a time that was nowhere near um, what you'd done before. And that, that can send you one of two ways, can't it, really? And it's interesting that it gave you the motivation, I guess, alongside the other work you'd been doing and getting into the coaching side of things to push on and improve. Because some people, and myself included, you can look at, at – at, posting a time that is way off where you were and you can get that comparison bug and it can send you the wrong way as well can't it yeah and I think because I, I already knew that I wasn't as fit as I had been you know when I was marathon training and early years of my halves and stuff um and I was re I, I I thankfully I seen it as a positive and obviously the I think the coaching side of things had really spurred me on um and then I had I'd been quite lucky because I played football for the best part of 17 years as well, 16, 17 years, um, alongside running. And in the late 2017, uh, I had a really nasty injury. Um, I basically damaged my cartilage in my knee. Mm -hmm. was told by the the surgeons that I'd need surgery before I'd ever run again because I was on crutches for a while. And I had to wait on the NHS list for um, root cartilage repair my knee. And I proved the surgeons wrong because I actually managed to get back running before my operation. Mm-hmm. Um, not anything particular. I couldn't run fast or anything. I could just manage to run, base, keep my base fitness more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life because I'd never been like seriously injured in football never really had any running injuries 
Um, so to not be able to do what I really enjoyed was tough mentally and physically. Um, and then I had my operation in January 2018. And um, it's one thing, the one line which the surgeon said to me as I was going down for the operation was the operation can go two ways. Uh, you could wake up in a bandage and we would have snipped the damaged cartilage and you'll be back running in six weeks. Or you wake up in a leg brace um, to which you know it could be three, four, five months. Um, there's only a 7% chance you wake up in a leg brace. Mm-hmm. And I was in that 7%, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, dear. Okay. Um, so you can imagine my when I woke up and I had my, my partner was there and I just instantly burst into tears because I thought, I'm never going to run again. And all the negative stuff come out straight away. Um, and I, it was the first time, I, I, I suppose I was quite stubborn before that because if I had a niggle or an injury, I'd be just uh, brush it off as footballers do and stuff. You know, when I was, because I was a footballer, I was like, oh yeah, it's only a knock. Mm-hmm. Um, but this wasn't a knock. I had to listen to the physios. I had to listen to the surgeons. And I went through two months of physio and <laughs> when I was allowed to take the brace off and walk on a treadmill, as soon as I walked, I asked the physio, when can I run? And my mindset had completely changed then. I was like, I'm going to get back better than I've ever been before. Mm. And I was allowed to run a mile. And I think this was in sort of April. So it had been about three months now before I'd done anything. And I was able, I run a mile on the treadmill. And the physio said, yep, yeah, I can sign you off. You know, you've got to take your time. And my first question, which most people who've just had an operation wouldn't be, was can I run the half marathon in June? <laughs> train big, man, train big. Yeah, no, I, I, my motivation was so high and I was like, I'm going to do this. And she was like, yeah, I can't see why you can't. Just if you feel anything, you know, take your time. Yeah. And five months after I had my operation, I did run the Swansea half marathon. Um, I ran it in one hour 34. Um, I was two stone heavier than I'd ever been in my life. Um, and even though I wasn't happy with myself, the fact that I'd run a half marathon was probably one of my biggest achievements ever because I didn't think I was going to ever be able to do that again. Mm-hmm. And something switched then, and that was in the June. And I was like, right, how hard can I work to get? And that's kind of where my sort of story, my new story began then, because I'd had this long journey of floating between races and being quite, you know, quite a good runner um to know right can i get back to where i was you know four or five years ago um and at the same time 2019 started and i was at, i decided to raise money for my mother because she's got versus arthritis uh, she got rheumatoid arthritis mm-hmm. so uh, i spoke to versus arthritis the charity and obviously as i like i did with the half i set my goals high and i said i'm going to go back to london i'm going to finish what i started in london in 2019 um and i phoned the charity and they said you know you've got you've got to raise two and a half thousand pounds for the charity which is like the sort of standard yes yeah thing and i said i can guarantee you i'll raise at least double that because i was so motivated and because it was for my mother it was like i'm going to do this so they give me the place. They also give me a place for the Great North Run in September of 2019, um, to which 
I started getting back into my training, dropped the weight quite quickly. Um, and in April 2019, when I went back to London, it was the I I, I it's a full circle because I crossed the line in tears for the second time. But this time it was happy tears because I run the full 26 miles, didn't stop once. I my partner was there with me. You know, I'd seen her on Tower Bridge at halfway, and I ran it in three hours 12, which was nearly 45 minutes faster than I'd ever done London before. Yeah. Um, and it was just elation then, right? You've run your marathon. You've got, you know, you've you've closed it off with London now. It's like that's it. Three times yeah. I'd run it, and finally I got to the end without being injured. Yeah, redemption, redemption yeah. almost, wasn't it? And, and and you did go on a journey then. I don't want to breeze over some of the amazing accomplishments of 2019, but we've still got a lot of ground to cover. You know, you went into Ironman's marathons, uh, uh, triathlons. You did an awful lot to raise an incredible amount of money um, yeah. uh, for charity. Uh, so I, I don't want to breeze past that at all. I wanted to make sure we bookmark that and, and, and mention your own personal achievements. But it was then in 2020 when... Uh, you expanded your running world out a little bit further beyond your own uh, accomplishments. And, and and that's how we came to, to try hard Harriers, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think the whole story of 2019 led perfectly into that because as we were coming towards the end of the year, I was in a position where some of the local running clubs were all asking me. I got quite a good level of running at this point. And a few of the other local running clubs were sort of trying to headhunt me and say, oh, come and join us in the, in the new year. Mm-hmm. And me and a group of friends went out Christmas time and they said, why don't you just start your own club up? You know, you can do it for yourself then. And I genuinely didn't think the logistics would be possible. I was like, oh, you know, we, we couldn't do that. So we, me and there was nine of us that done it and we agreed we were going to start a social running group, which wasn't affiliated to any you know Welsh athletics or nothing like a British athletics it was just a group of friends that would meet once a week train together because I knew how to sort of coach and stuff mm-hmm. um, and we so we started that in the January and numbers were pretty good um, we had people coming from all different running clubs and then sort of February time all of a sudden we had all these people come in that weren't part of a running club because we started up our Instagram page and we started up our Twitter page and we started a talk then in sort of late February, like, okay, maybe this could snowball a little bit and we could end up becoming a running club. And then obviously COVID hit in March and we thought that was going to be it. And it was just going to be, you know, a couple of months pipe dream. And then it was going to fizzle out and we'd all go back to the clubs we were in. But amazingly COVID was the best thing that ever happened to try hard because the people that we'd already sort of accumulated didn't want to go anywhere else. And we use it as a positive because we started doing virtual sessions. Um, so I, on our Facebook page and our Instagram, mainly the Facebook group, um, I post a session up once a week and say, right, we're going to go and do this session and it would be go and run hills for 10 minutes on these repetitions or whatever it might be. Trying to mimic what we were doing in person, but virtually because everybody had to train on their own. Mm-hmm. Um and even in that stage, numbers continued to grow. So we were still getting these total strangers from around uh, Swansea that were starting to take part in the sessions. And we then, then we realised that we had enough people to potentially look to become a running club. Um, so we started to discuss it. And then in the June, um, we decided we were going to try and raise some money 
uh, for charities. So we actually hosted a five mile virtual race uh, over the course of a weekend. And we were expecting to get sort of 50, 60 people from Swansea signed up, make mm-hmm. £100 or so for char- local charities. And we were going to, the main focus at the time, obviously, we were going to donate money to the NHS. We ended up with, I think it was 331 people signed up. Um, Right across the UK, we had people from Singapore that signed up. um, And we ended up raising over £2,500, which that put the name, the club's name massively on the map. um, To the point where by signing up and doing the virtual race, Everybody had to send us their results. We made a full results. We sent, we individual, me and two guys from the club actually sat in my living room, um, socially distanced at the time, because that's what we were allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we individually packaged 331 t shirt medals into uh, Jiffy bags. And then we, all the ones that were local, we went and delivered on bikes and by foot. Yep. Um, and then we obviously we couldn't cycle to Singapore, so that one got sent. <laughs> <laughs> this guy got to draw a line somewhere, haven't you? But um, yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. And obviously we came out of the lockdown and it was great then because we were seeing loads of people that had joined the club virtually. We'd never seen them in person. Um, And we became affiliated with Welsh Athletics. We started going to events. um, And all of a sudden, what was this sort of little club that nobody had heard of was all of a sudden the most talked about club in Swansea because we were coming out of nowhere and had all these members and we were having... 20, 20, 25 people turned up to a session every week, which was more than most clubs were getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, then with me sort of frontlining it and my personal performances where they were, when races started to come back, I was finishing quite high up. So this stranger in a strange club vest was at the front of a lot of races. Mm. So everybody started to talk about triad then. And it just, it, in a positive way, thankfully, because it just meant that there was another club in the local area that was sort of bringing more runners into the running community. Yeah, sure. Um, we, we, when we started, we said we were always going to be an inclusive club that wasn't aiming to bring just fast runners in. Yeah. Um, all our sessions are completely tailored around time, not um, like laps or anything, because then, and it does, say we're going to do 10 minutes of a, a session, every single person works just as hard you know yes. whether you run a 10 minute mile or a five minute mile you're working just as hard for that 10 minutes yeah and that seemed to that met, you know, method seemed to really work so we were pulling in runners that had just finished coach to 5k and we were also pulling in ultra runners and you know marathon runners and very fast runners so it was we've always had a really good blend of abilities and ages um which is and even to now, you know, tonight in tonight's session, we had three new people there tonight who had not done a session with us before, and they've all straight away, you know, where do we sign up? Which is means that we're still doing something right two years later. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, can I just ask a quick question? Because obviously, you know, you alluded to the fact that you, you know, your times are getting better from an individual perspective. You, you're getting yourself to the front of the pack when it comes to races, representing try hard almost how does um how does the coaching the leading the founding the the being such an integral part of the fabric of your running club how how does that feeling compare to the individual accomplishments that you've posted from a running perspective um i think if i'm honest sort of especially the last of eight months like my personal times have gone you know i never dreamt of getting the times i've been getting lately mm. um but in perspective to the club, obviously, I knew I was 
once I'd got back and I was uh, there was one point where every race I went to I was getting a PB. Um, but then going to these events with my club and seeing, for example, we did the Swansea Half Marathon three weeks ago, I think it was, and we had 38 from the club there. Um, and I think 16 of those got PBs. Wow. And to see something like that is more of an achievement for me. And I get a more, that's more rewarding to me than my own personal PBs. Um, for example, there was a person who's joined us in, I think it was November, they joined the club. Um, and their half marathon time at the time was two hours uh, 37. And in the space of from November to now, in the Swansea half three weeks ago, they run a 154. Wow. It's so massive, isn't it? like, something like that, you know, they've taken off you know, almost an hour. Um, and there's lots of stories like that within the club. We've had people who joined the club last January, in January 2021, um, just finishing Couch to 5K. And three months ago, they run an ultra marathon. And Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And it, it, the story, we've got so many people, and obviously we're now dipping into the triathlon world. And we've got people who were doing their first triathlon um, or have done their first triathlon. Um, and to see those kind of stories, that's much more humbling to me. Like, you know, I, I've kind of accepted that my times are what they are. And I put a lot of effort into my training. Mm-hmm. But to sort of, that it's rubbed off on the rest of the club because, and they always, they see it as an inspiration, which means a lot to me because obviously I work hard at my training. And then to see all the guys going out and we've got three, well, two main club sessions a week and then we have a trail run, which is a bit of fun. Um, but then to go out and see on Strava and Instagram, like the guys are going out and doing their own sessions as well now because they know that the you know they, if they put the work in, they get the rewards. And, you know, people are, everybody in the club is so supportive of each other. They're so encouraging of each other. Um, and that has probably been the most, the best thing I've done in running in 17 years is create the club and see all the progress that they're all making. Yeah, amazing. It's like you can almost impact others and, and be impacted by them. And I can only imagine, you know, you talk about, rightly so, about people kind of drawing inspiration and motivation from the amazing things you're doing. But I imagine that you're just as inspired by that story of somebody who's knocked an hour off the half marathon time. Yeah, and I, you know, the, the best thing is that, and as I said earlier on, you know, we run the same distance. We've, we've both done, you know, a half marathon, a marathon, whatever it might be. And one thing which try hard is, and, you know, if anybody follows us on social media will know, when we do a race, we go to the pub and have a, you know, we have a debrief with a pint or a drink yep. afterwards. And it, it's a good way. It, it keeps the social side of the club together as well. You know, everybody likes that side of it because then it's not just finish, get your medal, go home. It's let's all go and celebrate our achievements together. Yeah. There's and, a community and, there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, we do it at every race. You know, we we like there's a load of us going down to West Wales this weekend now for another event. And the first thing is, you know, once we've done it and we've got our achievement, it's like, right, let's go and talk about it. Let's go and celebrate it. And it does, it's, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you are time wise. You know, we, we've got people now who are actually becoming official paces for races as well. And to see that, because that's a big responsibility. And some of these people you know uh, there was the one i said one of, one of the people who went from 234 to 150 um they actually paced a two hour 10 half marathon um a week after they got their pb 
And to think, you know, 12 months ago, they couldn't run that time, let alone pace yeah. it. You know, they, they, yeah. they said it was so rewarding for them then, helping others. So it's, it's, a, it's a proper domino effect. It is. It is amazing. And so uh, I guess, I guess, I mean, we talked for half an hour. It's absolutely flown by, man. And we could probably keep talking about, I know you said it earlier, you've talked about running for hours and so could I. So at risk of getting carried away with ourselves, let's start thinking about wrapping it up. But I I, I would be amiss if, if, if I didn't finish by asking what's next, dude, not just for you, but for try hard as well. Um, on a personal level, um, I'm finally going to be doing Ironman Wales this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been training for it for three years because it's been cancelled twice. Um, I've got uh, a big event this weekend, which is called Long Course Weekend, which is basically Ironman Wales split up into three days. Um, and I've also got um, a couple of half marathons. I'm doing a marathon in October, the Snowdonia Marathon, which is one of the toughest. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've got um, a championship place for London for April 23. Um, which is going to be interesting because I'm going back there in a totally different sort of field and mindset. Like I've always gone as like a charity runner or a fun runner. Yeah. And now I'm going as a club runner to run with the best of the best in London and see what I can do. Um, and then with regards to the club, um, as I mentioned, only a couple of months ago, we affiliated with Welsh Triathlon, which is another branch to, you know, to our tree. Um, we've got uh, this weekend, we've actually got three women going on to the leaders course because we're developing our lead, uh, coaching team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've always said it's really important that we've got leaders of all abilities. And um, thankfully, we've had, you know, we've managed to get the, the sort of financial funding of it to bring those in. And I think when the club started, it was sort of just myself as the leader. Then we put a couple of the, the guys on because we, we were quite small earlier on. Um, and we thought it was really important now to sort of get the female leaders into the club um, because they're just as influential as anybody else in the club. Um, and we've also hoping then later in the year to get some people trained up as triathlon coaches as well so we can really develop that side of the club. Wow. Um, Big plans, man. Big. Yeah, and I think the one thing we've said from day one is at the moment now we've got between sort of 70 and 80 affiliated runners, um, which considering we started with nine is really big numbers but mm. we don't want to be the biggest club we've never said we don't advertise for runners we never have from day one we've never said put posts up you know if you're looking for a club come and join us we just post what we do and everybody seems to love it you know we we, we literally when we do a session like we've done a session tonight and we'll put it up on social media we did a trail run on tuesday and we all got lost in the woods and people seem to enjoy the fact that we are real with the running yeah 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 it means you attract the right people doesn't it i guess yeah and i think the the one thing we've like as i touched on you know we the social side is just as important as the running side you you can be a serious you can be completely serious and we do get the results we do get the times you know we train hard but then we also have like a whatsapp group for all our runners so they can all chat and you know give each other support and advice and you know buy shoes running shoes together yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> and, yeah no i think that's just as important as turning up and training for an hour in the rain or whatever it might be yeah agreed agreed so uh big plans both for yourself and uh and and, and for try hard as well and i think excitingly uh london marathon around the corner we'll hopefully be able to see you on the bbc 
out with the quickies, uh, which will be great. Um, before I let you go, then, man, any, any, I know we've, we've shouted out the running club already, but by all means, let's give them another plug. Anyone you wanted to say hello to, mention anything we've not covered that you wanted to go over before I let you get back to your evening? Um, I think the most important person is probably my other half, Emma, because mm. without her being so understanding about all my training, I wouldn't be able to be where I am. Yep. Like she's part of the running clubs, you know, she's done fantastically. She wasn't really a runner when we got together six years ago. Yeah. Um, and now she's done fourteen half marathons. Brilliant. Um, but the fact that, you know, I'm out training mostly well, nearly twice nearly every day. Um, you know, we're getting married in September as well. Um so that to be to have her so understanding, you know, I've been really lucky with that. Um and I think she's very supportive, you know. I literally drag around the country she's there isn't almost hardly a race that she doesn't come to yeah um and that always keeps me going and if i'm not if i get to a point in a race and i'm struggling knowing that she's at the end of it is the motivator to really let me get to that finish line love um, it. I love and i think it. when it comes to like sort of social media and stuff as well um obviously the last couple of years on sort of instagram i've been part of run spider yep um, yeah love run spider they are a fantastic, you know, community of runners. I've, I've actually been lucky enough to meet quite a lot of them now doing mm-hmm. races and stuff. And, you know, I chat to them regularly and I couldn't, you know, some of, I, I have really good chats with them. You know, we rub, you know, give training advice to each other. Um, but yeah, and I, th- I think it's just been the, sort of the last two years has been a bit of a whirlwind. I know we've been stuck in a couple of lockdowns, but for some, for me, luckily, it's been a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Amazing. And big things to come, I'm sure, both for you and for the club. Listen, man, thank you so much for your time. Very, very quick before we go, if people don't already follow you or try hard, where can they get you on, on the old Instagram? Um, my Instagram is MikeRod underscore the runner. Um, and literally my running club is Try Hard Harriers. It's easy enough to find. Um, it's the same on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Um, and yeah, any if you know if, if there is anybody in sort of the South Wales area that wants to come and come along, come and have a look what we do because we once you've been once, everybody seems to get hooked, and uh, you know we get like I said, we still get new members pretty much every week now, which is great. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a good uh, motivator, I reckon, uh, and, and well worth checking out. Listen, dude, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with the plans for the future. Um, hope. Hopefully our paths may cross at some point um, and uh, and we can have another catch up. But uh, yeah, good luck with everything. And uh, thanks for talking to me. Thank you very much. And for the very last time in the series, my fine four foot friend, um, that's, that's, that's our interview done. That's our extraordinary, ordinary done. That's our guest out of the way. Mr. Mike Roderick, what did you think? Yes, another good chat, a uh, good one to finish on. Uh, and I, I was at, Man- at Manchester, I was at London the same year as you were. 2013 was my first time at London and 2015 was my second time at London. Always got to make I'll, it, I'll always got to make it about you, crossed. haven't you? Always got to make it about you. minds have crossed, that's all, that's what I'm saying. You know what, we're talking about Mike, we're not talking about Matt. Is the name on the episode, Tiny Dancer? Phew, <laughs> It's not, is it? So pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a great, great chat by Maya. Awesome, awesome journey, and some super fast times he's running as well. Absolutely. And the, the fact that the, the running club itself is is going strength to strength as well. Mm. To see. Gave me a little bit of inspiration. What the Fartlek mm. Running Club maybe in the future? Mm, possibly, it's an idea to uh, to put to people, isn't it? 
I feel like there's a lot of work involved in it that we won't be willing to put in. <laughs> Just get somebody else to do it like you do with everything else in this podcast. Uh, you can get in the sea, you little bastard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, after recording these segments, who's editing it, me or you? You. Who's exporting I've got, I've got, it? I've got to go off and do, do graphics and stuff. Yeah. Weird, who's exporting it, uploading it? Proofreading write the theme it, tune. write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Who's doing all that? Is it you? No, no it's, it's not. It was Graham Lindley. No, it's not. You sweaty little man. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on. So we've got plenty to get to now. One thing that we've not had yet, and people mm. who are and who enjoy structure in our episodes may well be thinking, where is parkrun tourism? Mm. Uh, and we've not got to it. Where is parkrun tourism, Matt? It, it's it's north of the border, I believe, part of tourism. That's why we mixed it up a bit. No, the... that's no. I meant where is it in the structure of the episode? Not where I know, did I know, go. I know what you meant. I'm just trying to create a bit of suspense and stuff. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. <laughs> anyway, he's here we're... now. We're getting to it now. That's what we're doing. We are getting to it now. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, we've decided to combine our normal part run tourism segment with Ben and Emma um, with our roundup of uh, a little roundup of the what the fartlet league, which of course came to an end last week and the results were announced live on Sunday. Uh, we had great fun, didn't we? So should we get the, uh, the perennial power ha- park from powerhouse? Ben and Emma, should we get them on? Yeah, let's do it. Calling Ben and Emma podcast calling ben and emma are you there yeah we're here hello hello ahoy hoy how we doing good yeah fine thanks not too bad glad the temperature's cooled down a bit but uh yeah all around yeah it's been a little bit warm hasn't it i don't know if anyone's mentioned it but it has been a little <laughs> bit warm um uh i recovered from a, a lot of traveling over the last couple of days for you guys has it not been oh chaos don't remind me yeah we um we thought we'd have a nice leisurely drive up on on Friday mid morning, thinking set off around about ten, somewhere between ten and eleven. We'll get up mid afternoon, have a couple of hours before going out for dinner at a restaurant I'd got booked at six o'clock. So we set off at half ten. We got to Scotch Corner. I said, right, we'll grab a coffee at Scotch Corner and then we'll go across the 66 and up the M6. And uh, just as we got to Scotch Corner, Satnav came up and it went from two and a half hours to four and a half hour journey. And oh I'm thinking, my God. Um, so so we stopped and we had a look in we had a look on the maps in the services and yep, lo and behold, the M6 was shut. Um, it was shut covering the exit for the 69 and the 66, so there was just no way up it um, coming over from the M1. So, yeah, we had to go all the way up the A1 and south of Edinburgh and across that way. And a four-hour journey turned into a seven-hour journey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, oh, I tell you what, though, after me- not, not meaning to hijack your story or, or divert from it, but... Uh, urgent service announcement. I just read something and I was going to send it out, but it's probably worth announcing as well. If you're coming to the park, uh, the what the fuck, like weekender this weekend uh, over the weekend, so the Saturday and the Sunday, Junction 33 on the M1 is closed, and that is the junction that the sat nav will take you there. So you need to just be aware that you need to come off at either Meadow Hall or at Junction 31 if you're coming northbound. 34. Just come off at 30. Whichever come off way at 34. 
off at 34, yeah. Do you reckon, ra- 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 rather than having to drive through the sticks of West Sheffield? Of East Sheffield, yeah. sorry, yeah. At 34 and then just trail around the back of Meadow Hall and straight down Attercliffe Road takes you straight into town. Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good point. Uh, but yeah, 33 is closed on Saturday and Sunday. You're all right if you're driving up on the Friday, but Saturday and Sunday is closed. There you go. Uh, just sorry, on the old Facebook, I thought I'd say it before I forgot. So sorry to interrupt your story, guys. We'll get on to the partner and league stuff because that was super fun in just a moment. But we've got partner and tourism first. Um, pray tell anyone who might not know, why were you stuck in traffic for seven hours on your way up to Scotland? Well, we wanted to get our Q for the alphabet. So we've only got three letters left. We've got mm. Q, V and Z. And you can only get Q in Scotland or Ireland. Is mm. the one in There's down one south? Down south near Southampton. We went past the park when we drove down, didn't we? Anyway, mm. so we we're going to get our Q and we'd got a week of annual leave. So we thought, let's book a hotel, go up to Glasgow. And then when we looked at the dates, it coincided with the last Saturday of the league. Mm. We thought, on a minute, a few of our teammates are from Scotland popped a message in the group is anybody about this weekend to come over to Queen's Park in Glasgow and they all jumped straight on it and said they'd come and meet us Amazing. so Diane and Karen all came to meet us at Patron mm, absolutely incredible and then just just to clarify you when you say they they came over to meet you at Parkrun it wasn't just that they came over to meet you at Parkrun you were you had a, a matching ensemble of attire didn't you for the uh, for the event yeah, I mean, as you know, we decided last week of the league was going to be fancy dress. Um, ben suggested, was it you suggested a pretty ridiculous fancy dress? Thinking oh, people might not really fancy this. And everybody just said, yeah, let's do it. So we went on wearing inflatable, it's like an inflatable ride on dinosaur outfit, which had a really fetching hat that came with it as well. Incredible. They were brilliant. They were brilliant. And can I just... Just take a moment to say that whilst they were partic- maybe on the more ridiculous end of fancy dress, which is the best bit about fancy dress for fair play, there were some safety in numbers that there were five of you there going around together, clearly in some kind of a system or for some kind of a cause or reason that you're doing it. Uh, Paul, Paul, who's also on your team, joined in with the fancy dress, but he did it in Chesterfield on his own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was just amazing because I was a little bit... Oh God, I'm turning up to a random park in Glasgow yeah. wearing this outfit and I'm going to feel a bit silly. Um, and obviously I had strength in numbers, whereas Paul was just like, yeah, I'm going to wear it anyway. He flew his flag. He flew yeah. his flag. He flew his flag. So I felt totally at home. I loved it. No, I was going to say, yeah, took it <laughs> right. Like right. Running around singing the Jurassic Park theme to yourself. Were you? <laughs> da, 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 ben, da, 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 Ben, 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 Ben. <laughs> <laughs> not quite but i wish i thought of that actually. uh really tell us a little bit about queen's park then what's it like oh hilly yeah so there's three laps of hills and it's like three stages of hill on to get to the top right. like a couple of short and sharp hills and then another long hill and I just found in the dinosaur outfit, Ben obviously seemed to be fine because he ran quite a fast time. But me mm. and the girls, we found that you will find it hard to kind of lift your knees in these dinosaur outfits. Right. So the girls were just, <laughs> just made the hills even harder. Oh, I, I had a 
take. I, I learned early on from when I uh, where, where we met and I jogged down to the see the run director and other volunteers because I was barcode scanning afterwards. I realised that where my knee bent was right on one of the bends of the, the costume and I thought that's going to rip or mm. I'm not going to be able to run. So my, my tactic was on the hill is just pull the costume up a bit. Uh, so you hiked it. You hiked it. Hiked it up a bit then, so that I so that I didn't have the the stitching of the costume right on the bend of the knee, and uh, it still didn't mean I could get a proper stride up there, but it meant I could run fairly comfortably. Um, yeah, less 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 concerned about rolling back down at any point. Yeah, I mean the, the worst part was coming down the hill because you couldn't see your feet, and and <laughs> when you're coming down, just the hill, your dinosaur head bobbing. You, you know, I'd, I'd normally bomb it down a hill, but I had to take it quite steady because just in case you misplaced a foot or you stood on a twig or something, I didn't want to do that. So, uh, mm. yeah, but oh. it, it was it was hilarious. It was really funny. And I, I started near the front of the pack. And as we set off, I said to these people, I don't get beaten by a dinosaur. And uh, lo and behold, they <laughs> did buy a dinosaur. So. <laughs> They didn't know the dinosaur was speedy, did they? <laughs> People in vapor flies getting overtaken by a guy in a dinosaur costume. <laughs> Two hundred pound down the drain. You need one of these for twenty quid on Amazon. Hey Ben, hey Ben, Ben, you were mm-hmm. a vo- you were a Velociraptor. We <laughs> come on, that was off the top of my head. Uh, uh, I, I nicknamed myself Ronosaurus Rex. Well, Renosaurus Rex is pretty good as well, but I like Velociraptor, so I'm sticking with it. Um, uh, tell, I, I appreciate the course might have been a little bit challenging, but scenic, nice, nice views on the way around. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, like Em says, um, it's split into three stages. Now, the first stage of the hill is quite nice. You've got a massive um, stone staircase ahead of you with some monument on top of it, and there's a nice tree coverage. That only lasts about 50 to 100 metres. Then you turn left, it goes down a little bit. Then you've got a really swooping, long um, uphill going around a bend. And that's just, just, no, there's not any scenery there. You get to the top, turn left, downhill a bit. But then there's speed bumps as well on the path. So you're running along and you're having to plan your foot placement so that you don't trip over a speed bump because they weren't your regular, just like arced concrete ones. They were um, yellow and black ones and like big and blocky. Right. But but yeah, going up the hill was all right, but coming down the hill, nah, it's, it's not the most scenic. There was a bit of a view of Glasgow, but I don't think it was the best view of Glasgow at the top. Um, you could just see council flats. I'm going to call them council flats. Um, and industrial. Yeah, there wasn't much, many of the spires or big buildings or anything. So. No. But, Generally, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice park. I mean, you, you do what you've got to do to get your letters, don't you? And uh, yep. I, I didn't care what the park looked like. I was getting my queue. Absolutely. And of course, made better by the company of the Fartlek family. How was it seeing the Scottish ladies? Oh, it was lovely because we've not met any of them before. Um, so it, to turn up and meet three complete strangers and all get into dinosaur costumes, mm. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, Karen was... Uh, volunteering so and lane's friend thomas came as well so they were both taking pictures yeah we, we knew that on each laugh we we're like oh god we've got to go up this hill again but we knew we were going to see karen and we could be like you know she was cheering us on so that was great dressed as a dinosaur and, yeah and me diane and lane had a really good laugh uh running around we all had pro- possibly our slowest ever part run time uh, mm-hmm. pa- apart from when i've been tail walking 
because we ended up the se- the second and third lap, we just walked the hill because we're like, this is just difficult. Let's just have a laugh. It's the first time I've ever stopped to have a chat with a marshal during parkrun. <laughs> 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 the hill just started chatting to us, and we just well, let's just stop and have a chat. Yeah, we've ri- we've written this one off. Hey, I tell you what, Karen was a a high vis ceratops. What? Oh, Rob. I'm trying. I'm, I've not got a lot of material to work with. Matt's not helping. I'm trying, okay? Cut me some slack. Is Matt still here? Oh, who knows? Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. You're doing a great job at listening, mate. I, I, was, about, yeah. I, was, about, I was about to say, you, know, you, can, you do know that you could just listen by downloading the podcast. That's not, that's not your purpose as a contributing member of the podcast. That's just <laughs> someone who listens to it. You don't have to be here if all you plan on doing is listen. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, in general, the, the the park run was great. The volunteers were lovely. They were all really friendly, and they all really got on board with it. The amount of the amount of runners that, because I stopped a barcode scan, and the amount of people that were asking me why, um, so the amount of times I had to explain the podcast and the challenge, etc. So we might have a few new listeners this week, which would be fingers nice. crossed. Welcome to our Queens Park Glaswegian friends. Absolutely. Uh, well, to be fair, half of them were tourists like us. Oh, uh, go, going for the queues. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, people from Blackburn there. I think Blackburn must have been playing a friendly up there at the weekend. Right, right, right. JP won't be happy. He'll be snarling as he listens to this. Well, I told one Blackburn fan, I said I'm in Burnley tomorrow, and he, he kind of snarled at me. Yeah, it's one, it's, one, it's one of them rivalries that no one outside of Burnley or Blackburn really gives a shit about, isn't it? So <laughs> it's a bit weird to everybody else when they get so angry and wound up. Yeah, but so, so I mean, it was great conversation start. We chatted to loads of people and they all really got on board with it and found it funny. And uh, a couple of people wanted pictures with us as well. Amazing. Some like, is he Spanish? I think he might have been Spanish or something. He came over and he wanted a picture with all of us and... Uh, yeah, it was great. It made it just made it that little bit more fun, and uh, yeah, it was a good park run. And last week of the park run league, and I needed seventeenth. And uh, there's there's pictures of a dinosaur pushing a man across the line. <laughs> so that you could get seventeenth. Well, I, I turned up and I, and I thought I'm just going to run, and I'm not really going to focus on any position. I'm just going to run it and see how I get on. And then when I got near the finish, I could because you can see. The finish funnel and the people stood around from about 100 or 200 meters ahead and i looked and i thought there's not that many people there i wonder what but i'm probably in the top like 10 15 here mm-hmm. uh, so as i got closer i shouted what position are we at and the lady goes oh 15 it's just gone through i'm thinking brilliant all i've got to do is wait for one guy to come and there was a guy not too far behind me so I jogged to the finishers funnel and stopped right at the start of it. And the timekeepers are at the other end of it. And this guy came and he just stopped right next to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've got to keep going, mate. You've got to keep going. And he's like, no, go on, you go, you go. And I just put my hand on his back and I went, come on, go through. Go through. <laughs> well, you know, you know why you swapped, don't you, Ben? Why you stopped? Come. Well, because di- dinosaur's sight is based on movement. Right, yeah. Yeah, so have you not seen Jurassic Park? So he stopped so that you could. I'm surprised he didn't get a flare out and start swinging it around his head. <laughs> maybe that's why everyone ran away from me. Maybe, maybe. Just terrified. Now, I've got a question. You mentioned about people wanting to take pictures. Uh, <laughs> how was navigating the infamous purple sign photo? 
being that you were now five and you were all riding dinosaurs? Um, well, we had a good photographer, didn't we? Easy, uh, yeah. Thomas was really good, although I started to go in landscape and Ben's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let, me, let me stop you right there, Thomas. I like <laughs> you so far, don't ruin it. Just just trying to fit you in. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't work for Instagram. We need, no, we need portraits. Stand back, stand back a bit and just make sure we're all in it. Uh, but no, he did a great job. Yeah, it was brilliant. And uh, yeah, we all fitted in nicely with our dinosaurs and uh, got the park run sign. I almost pinched that park run sign, by the way. I saw um, the photo, saw yes. The photo. Yeah. That, that was really funny because um, afterwards they have uh, like tea and coffee and cake in the church hall across the road. Oh, from- nice. And it's like a pound for a coffee and cake. And they just kept bringing us cake, trying to feed us cake. Because it was somebody's 250th volunteer role that day, which is wow. amazing. amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, but they were walking around and Ben's like, oh, I'll carry the, you know, some equipment for you. He's got the purple sign. I'm like, oh, let's get a picture of you, like pretending to put it in the car. And the run director and the few volunteers were stood around the corner of the church. And I could just see him looking at us. Like, like <laughs> are they actually have it off with his side. Ben's like, I'll just be a minute. <laughs> I'm just going to take my costume off. I'll be there in a sec. And I just turned my back on him and propped it against the car. It's just when Ben started the engine that they really started worrying. Hang on. Did Emma say... Uh, never mind, Matt. Of, never mind. You ever, tried. You tried. Go back to listening. You think he saw us? Go, go. Sorry, Matt. Try that again. Did Emma say, do you think he saw us when he tried putting his sign in his boot? Oh. Hang that's... on, that's better than high <laughs> visus ceratops. <laughs> you just can fuck off. You just can fuck off. No, you've said it now. Do you've not said anything all podcast, but you've been saving it, haven't you? You waited. I have, yeah. I knew, it's not I knew even his joke. It's, it's not even original. It's like 50 years old. I'm, I'm fuming. Right, that's <laughs> it. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to hear anything else about your stupid part run anymore. Let's move on to the part run league. Um, wait, five uh, k up challenges. I think. Oh yeah, did. it turned out all right. Running uh, slower, well, walking chunks of it because I got position bingo that I needed. I got eighty-five. Very so good. I was excited about that. that did you get- uh, I got bugger all again. Um, ever since this part run league started and the part run cup started it's really taken my focus away from just running and finishing at a time or in a certain position that I actually need I've been focused too much on getting a position for the the league points but Mm. now but now it's over that's it I'm going to start annoying people you're back on on it you're back on it absolutely carry on annoying people but for different positions (laughs) for different reasons for a different purpose um, and speaking of which, you are now free, Ben, from the shackles of the Park Run League uh, bonus point challenges uh, because it's over. Nah, it's sad, it, man. I'm not happy about that. I don't know what, what are we going to do. We'll have to up with a new one, won't we? Yeah. Hmm. There's something know. we need to get our heads together about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a bit of time before Series 8 starts. And if it's not quite in line with series eight that's no problem is it because marathon season's starting now isn't it so everyone's starting to get into training for marathon so we'll but we will there will be something coming what i mean what 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 was your guys 
I mean, I guess probably a good question. If we do, we, I don't want to go into like the results and you know the breakdowns because we spent a good bit of yeah. time with that. You can see that on Instagram Live. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It, it took some twists and turns that I I never expected, um, and it was a lot of fun. Really, really enjoyed doing it. We got some great feedback, which was amazing. So thank you to those who tuned in. Big uh, well done to Team West Coast, of course, our, our overall winners, and a huge well done to Sean Baxter, who was our uh, top scorer. Individual, yes. yeah. There we go. Um, so big well done to them. But I'm more interested now in just kind of like putting a bow on this before we put it to bed for the for the end of the season. Um, uh, what what are you some of your guys' favourite memories? What what are the standout things? I mean, if I come to you first, what what stands out for you? Well, I, I know it's like just my recent memory, but fancy dress week's just been amazing. I mean, yeah. some of the costumes that people are running in, and you've got to think that it was hot. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. People like yeah. Slack, Mike Slack, who's like, right, I, I need to run a fast time, but I'm still gonna wear this Knights outfit. Yeah, and- <laughs> he looked. He, you know what? He was at Poolsbrook with me, and he looked like he was having less and less fun every lap. Like the first lap, he came past me, and he was like, because at the start I was like, you're a bit hot in that, aren't you, Mike? And he was like, yeah, 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 I am. And then he got round first lap and he was like, I was like, is that art? And he was like, yeah, obviously it's art. Uh, it's all right. Got to like second <laughs> lap and I was like, are you all right? And he was like, oh, oh this is not great. And then he got to the third lap. And as I saw him coming to the finish line, I was like, are you all right? And he just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, it's too, Mike's like too polite to tell you to fuck off. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He really is. And he should have done. Uh, and then he was barcode scanning with me, so he absolutely smashed it. But yeah, I agree. I think I think fancy dress was amazing. What a great what, what a great climax. Um, obviously, I know fancy dress isn't for everybody, but we mm. loved it, and everyone who took themselves out of the comfort zone, um, absolutely amazing. Uh, hold your heads up high. I love it. Uh, ben, how about you, mate? What did you like about about the last ten weeks the most? I th- I think obviously fancy dresses for the challenge wise that that was the best one, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, just 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 seeing people going out there and getting involved and and attempting some of these silly challenges and trying to finish with four at the at the end of the time. That, that I mean, those are my kind of challenges. That and mm. positions and um, I just love seeing some of the banter that was going back and forth and people like Darren making his reels and um, yeah, yeah. It was it, it was just brilliant to see so many people getting together. I th- I think in fact no, my my biggest my biggest um love for this whole tournament was seeing uh Cirque Better Than Them and Team Witness, former Bond. Yes. A lot of them, I mean, the Northeast Park runners and then Neil Marshall and etc. Pete and Danny and blah, they they didn't all know each other, but they've been to a few park runs together now and they all look like they had a really good time. And then same with Team Witness as well. Um they again they kind of knew of each other but now but now you've got people like amy and rob going out for runs together yeah. been a real 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 bond formed hasn't there i think yeah and, and, stacy and carl have really bonded with them as well and yeah. i think that that's been the big biggest and best thing for me to be honest yeah. seeing these people mingling and becoming friends and getting to know each other and uh yeah it's been great agreed a good foundation a good foundation yeah. matt sorry emma what are you gonna say the other thing for me is we've been getting messages off people or messages in the group chat about how some people had never done part run before and now they're mm-hmm. in love with it. Some people have been scared to volunteer and now they, they're going to carry on doing it. They're loving volunteering yeah. at junior. Um, people who've just said it's 
really helped them come along with the running, pushing for times and just stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and over the over the weeks as well, we've had a lot of messages, whether they be private or in the group, of people thanking us. And I mean, we love it. We we totally appreciate it. But I mean, we just love doing it. We just I I've really enjoyed sitting there on a Saturday night scrolling through my Instagram and looking at people's park runs and seeing their attempts at the challenge and seeing them seeing their chat about it and seeing the happiness in their pictures and stuff and. Uh, yeah, that, I'm I'm going to miss it, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we do need to get something going, but not straight away, not straight away. We'll a little, a well-deserved rest, a well-deserved rest, mate. And I think just an honourable, an honorable, a big shout-out as well, if you're talking about favourite things, uh, the volunteer roles filled. Was it, well, how many was it in the end? Was it 328, 327? Yeah, or something like that, yeah, 328. 328. Amazing, that's over 10 weeks. That's an average of just under 33 roles filled that's that, that that that's a big park run a big park runs full roster per week that we filled the equivalent of i'm gonna go out on a limb here and i think in comparison to last week's overall park run stats for the country volunteers to park runs was something like 13 to 1 so if you think about it we've we've averaged every week nearly three four park runs of volunteers in, in oh a wow wow even more so, so. Amazing, yeah. and, one, and one that we're definitely going to carry forward. Hopefully, some irons in the fire with maybe doing a, a full what the fart let take over at, uh, at maybe Poolsbrook Park Run. Um, I know I've been talking to Tom Matt Taylor about that. Really excited to, to, to maybe do something in that space if people are interested and keen. But very, very proud of everybody for for getting involved in all the different roles, stepping out of the comfort zones, marshalling barcode scanning after the runs, helping set up whatever it might be, doing race reports, um, everything. They're all valuable parts of Park Run, and, and huge awesome. well done. Other, other, yeah. hey, um, you've got to put in your place on that. Uh, <laughs> on that Gary, Gary Ludwin and Kyla were not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never seen it on the roster before. <laughs> uh, it was the first time they've con- the first time they, I, I realized they were taking part. Are they both stoic slammers? <laughs> no, Gary's beast from Southeast. Uh, of course and... he is, yeah, Gary's beast from Southeast. But yeah, certainly Kyla. And the good old Stoic Slammers. Um, Matt? Yes. I know that you've not taken part in this tournament at all, but do you have any favourite memories of it? I, I, I completed it by saying that do you think you saw us uh, joke? So, you know I mean? <laughs> He's I still... No, I'll just echo what Ben and Emma say about uh, the, the um, community spirit of it all and uh, people finding friendships and, uh, and meeting new people for the first time and it's bringing people close together yeah it's just been enjoyable to see all that happening uh, and again the uh, the volunteer roles the amount of people that put up their time to uh, to go and volunteer and uh, and help part run it's been amazing to see yeah. and junior part run as well of course that's the only way yeah. you scored points isn't it in this tournament just going to a few <laughs> junior part runs yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. due to work can't help it yeah, amazing. So listen, a huge, huge thank you to uh, to, to you guys, Ben and Emma. I know I said it on Sunday, but um, uh, amazing work that you've done as our kind of, I guess, uncrowned, but let's make it official. You are our community leads for the What the Fartlek team. Um, uh, you've taken that mantle on in 2022 and you've made it your own and made it something really special. And I know there's a lot of people that are very, very grateful um, for, for that role you play. Um, uh, within the Fartlet family and as, and as very valued members of the core team. I'm so happy that you've you've got involved and, and that you've taken this ball and run with it. So thank you so, so much. Um, I know I echo a lot of people's opinions when they say that, um, and that's clear from, from the interactions on social media in the last couple of days. Um, Matt, 
I've got nothing. Yeah, to, I've got nothing to say to you. Just next time, maybe try and contribute. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, though. Thank you. It's uh, it's been a labour of love, and it's uh, something that I've loved doing, and just looking through stats and seeing other people's park runs, and seeing how many people have run, and looking at their PBs and seeing how much they've improved since they started. I did have a little scan through certain people sometimes, and yeah, it was it's just yeah, it's just been nice. Yeah. Great. And, and and listen, you said something very interesting then, Ben. There was a key word that jumped out at me. So I'm going to let you guys get to your well-earned end of series rest where you don't have to focus on spreadsheets and uh, 5K challenge apps and uh, coming up with challenges for at least for at least a little while. But you said something very interesting. You talked about stats and there was a glaring omission from uh, from this week's episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, St- Statman John's not here. I know. Disappointing. Must be really busy. Now, here's the thing. He is. He is. However, um, we've not been able to get in touch with him all week since Sunday, since he disappeared from the Instagram live. If you didn't watch the Instagram live, you don't remember. Well, well, here's the thing. Um, Just before we started recording tonight, I thought we were going to see him like we always do the normal recording schedule. Um, But I got a tap, tap, tap on my window. Uh, It was Jack the Crow. Uh, he had a he had a USB stick in his mouth in his beak, and uh, I loaded it up on the computer. And uh, I've actually got a, a message um, from Statman John just just to let us know where he's been, and uh, and to round out in the only way that I think we know how on the What the Fartlet podcast, let SMJ speak words that we cannot verbalise ourselves to tell us his last final thoughts on the What the Fartlet Parkrun League. So um, Ben, Emma, let's get over and have a, a listen to that, and then Matt. We're going straight into a roll call. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Matt, I'm going to be honest. I don't think you're going to want to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> you mean? Let's do it. Matt's mum. What? What? Uh, what? Honestly, lads, bloody hell. I'm so, Emma, Emma, my love, close your ears. Honestly. Uh, go in a room, think about me. Definitely don't listen to this, but I'm sorry, I can't be there today, lads. I am uh, currently with uh, Matt's mum, still. She, uh, what a woman. Let me... <laughs> get that out, get that out there. Hey, get back there in the corner. Right, uh, just one, I'll be back, I promise. Calm down, calm down, bloody hell. Yeah, sorry, I can't be there for the uh, final episode of the series. Uh, with Matt's mum, who would have known all this time? She, uh... Tell you what, lads, she's taught me some things. We uh, double penetration the other day, uh, put things in holes. I didn't even know you could. She uh, double penetrated the uh, my shoes in the shoelace. She put two laces in the hole at once. <laughs> she's an animal. But, I mean, after yesterday, she's, uh, she's wetter than she's ever been. Still, she was soaking, dripping, as they say, and... Uh, what a time we had that uh that water park was amazing she loved it but yeah the uh park run league it's been good bema it's been wonderful emma you are wonderful and ben you're great also rob matt as always well matt thank you uh rob you you've been great it's been good it's been good lads so uh what do i what do i say i'll leave you with some wise words i guess everyone just every time you're walking, make sure your face is pointing north. You'll never go wrong. 
It's been really emotional and I, I can't get into it too much if, if I'm honest right now. It, honestly, it's been a really good series. Sorry, I'm pulling myself together. But, lads, one last thing about Matt's mum. I'll be honest, she's cracking in bed. Right then, Matt, for the last time in the series, hit me with a roll call, baby. Matt, what, what, do you, what do you mean? We're we not going to discuss what's just happened. I didn't think you'd want to, if I'm completely honest. I, I don't want to, but what the actual... I I mean, have we taken it too far? That's my mother. <laughs> Talking about bloody water rising. <laughs> Double penetration with shoelaces and then ending... Oh my God, that's my mother. Have we broken? I <laughs> hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I think she's busy, mate. I don't think she is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she's got time. You know, I'm going I'm, uh, I'm to... Uh, that's is my this, mother. Have we broken you, finally? Oh, is, 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 this, is this the straw that breaks the camel's back? Is this, is this where the line that we've been looking for for seven series is? It's my mother. What what can I say? But she's found love with Statman. You're not happy about that. <laughs> after after the live we did at, uh, at the weekend as well, and, and now this. Yeah. I he's, he's, yeah, I'm gonna stop and start calling him Daddy Anna. <laughs> well, she already does. <laughs> oh, I'm going. Sorry, I'm, I'm you, mate. You teed me up for that. I couldn't leave that one, could I? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, show that my mum's alive, and I'm gonna show show her the funny recording. <laughs> Sorry, Gail. Oh my goodness. Um, <sighs> I tell you what, then, mate. Like Statman John's hitting your mum from the back, and you hit me with a roll call, baby. Did you have to? Yes, I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't <laughs> at all. <laughs> For the final time of series seven. Here it is. All right, partner. <laughs> What's that? I'm just thinking about that, my George Shacking your mom. Do your fucking stuff. All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what? <laughs> Keep rolling. Oh, God. Right there, Mark. Podcast. So... <laughs> Right, moving swiftly on. Oh dear, I just stood up and felt really dizzy. Um, <laughs> moving swiftly on, let's talk about our extra special series finale roll call. So we've uh, asked for a slightly different um, uh, angle on the old roll call this week, rather than asking people to um, shout out uh, somebody who's achieved something great um, this week. We're asking you to show a little bit of self-love, not that kind of self-love, Matt. Take your hands out your pants. Um, to celebrate themselves because it's important that we're positive about ourselves. The person we tend to self-depreciate depreciate most is ourselves. So I think it's important that we uh, we explore our own self-love and, uh, and, and, and look back with pride over the things we've achieved. So we've asked people to tell us what they're most proud of so far in 2022. And we've had a really good response, Matt. So should we just get straight into it? Yeah, let's get straight into it, yes. Go on then. 
Oh, Margaret, my, me first. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I thought that was implied. Uh, <laughs> what are you most uh, proud of in 2022, Matt? Statman John nailing my mother. Could <laughs> <laughs> be Statman Matt. <laughs> anyway, our individual uh, winner of the Parliament League uh, is uh, Sean Baxter, and he's set, setting a new PBs. Uh, being consistent, helping the team to a solid finish position. Obviously, that's in the Portland League. Uh, yeah, awesome, awesome running, uh, Sean. Proud of what you've been thing. doing. Yeah, incredible runner. What a guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Posted some incredible times. Uh, Simundo runs an eight. Uh, finally getting my act together and starting to enjoy running again. Thanks in part to the What the Fart Like gang. I'll be honest, so I was expecting your high point of the year was going to be meeting me, but... That's all right. I'll take second place because that is a good <laughs> achievement as well. Uh, huge well done to you, mate. And we are very happy to have you part of the Fowler family. We certainly are. Uh, not bad for a fact that Adam uh, is coming to the football the weekend. Um, 23 half marathons done out of the 50 target. Um, almost £500 raised so far for Christie's Cancer Hospital. So, yeah, awesome, awesome running you're doing there, Adam. I can't wait to see you at the weekend. Yeah, brilliant job, mate. Looking forward to catching up. And uh, yeah, he's right on track by the looks of things, isn't he, for getting his 50 to the end of the year. Um, Brilliant job, mate. Keep up the good work and we'll keep shouting about it. Um, uh, It's it's time for the most most famous bird in the Farlek family. Uh, Running birdie 2022, Amy, tweet, tweet. uh, (laughs) Says she's happy and proud that she's been staying consistent. She's hard on herself sometimes but I'm proud that I keep at it. Uh, and then sent me another message saying, does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, absolutely well done. Yeah, consistency is difficult, particularly in this day and age, in this uh, in this weather. Um, ask me and Matt, because we don't have any of it. So you have absolutely <laughs> smashed it. Well done to you, Amy. Another person I'm very happy to have met this year. I'm glad to have you as part of our family. Tweet, tweet. Yes, uh, not forgetting the other famous birdie, busy birdie. Oh, yeah, we've got multiple birdies, haven't yeah, we? Multiple birdies, yes. Um, this one is from Dub Witness. Dumb Witness? Dub Witness? Doug, Dub D- Doug, Doug Witness. <laughs> Darren McSweeney. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good old, you, you, know, you know, Doug. Doug Witness. <laughs> well, you know I, I can't know. go through a single episode without messing up somewhere along the line, don't I? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh so the thing is, you know the best bit is, Darren. I'm sorry if you're listening, mate. Your name is now Doug Witness, and that's how I'm going to refer to you from here on out. Old Dougie, blame Matt. But you're right, Doug. 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 Good old Doug Witness. Go on, carry on. Uh, he wanting a sub four. Um, I'm guessing marathon uh, and getting a 3:44 at Manchester. Cheered on by the best people. So yeah, I'm sure he's talking about us guys cheering on up there in Manchester. Yeah, you, you didn't realise what was going on for a second then, did you? I guess I he's talking about Marathon. Yeah, he's talking about a Marathon that you attended and met him at. I did, yeah, I'm all right then. Anyway, well done, Darren. Yeah, um, amazing <laughs> achievement. Uh, good old Wayne, Mr. Bolger. Absolutely mm-hmm. smashed the uh, the Park Run League this year, but that's not what he's most proud of. He should be proud of it, but even more impressive is completing the Manchester to Liverpool Ultra. Absolutely amazing. He did great at Pendle at the start of the year, getting to uh, the third, second checkpoint um, before uh, deciding uh, to call it a day because he wasn't a stubborn old idiot like you. Um, and then came back and uh, and conquered the beast, didn't he, with uh, Manchester Liverpool. So well done, Wayne. Dead, dead proud of you, mate. Yeah, absolutely smashed it. Uh, this next one is from TS Runs. Um, 
Edinburgh Mar- Marathon Festival, I think that is, uh, half marathon. Never, ever thought I'd run so far. It's a great, great achievement. And uh, 13.1 miles is a, is a long, old way. It really is. I mean, I, th- I think it's really hard to step up to 13.1. If you've been doing like fives and 10Ks and that's kind of like your bread and butter, and then you're like, right, I'm going to have a go at a half marathon. It's hard. Getting up to that 21K mm. is difficult. It's practically doubling the, you know, your 10K distance or more than. So, yeah, huge well done to you and thank you for sending that message in. Uh, good old Series 7 guest, Mr. Chris Ward, Disbot Runs, Metal Munchers, man of many hats and names, many passports maybe, I don't know. Uh, he said he got his first ultra and that he did. Uh, celebrated and cheered on by many of us. Uh, well done to you, Chris. Absolutely amazing. And thank you for being on the show this series, which should have been your proudest accomplishment, but that's fine if you don't value our <laughs> podcast There's a lot highly. of people disappointing you in this uh, in this role, Colin, Rob. Yeah, it's just like having, it's like having hundreds of tiny little mats running around. All right, all right. Uh, this next one from Marco Del Wazio. I feel like he's uh, not featured for a while as Marco after been been on like a streak of being involved but glad to have you back Marco he's been involved every week because he's uh, team what's your occurring Mm, good point no but I mean I mean in this bit the roll call yeah true another another form his his private proudest moment uh, his his private moment don't want to know about that Matt that's between you and Marco uh, it's flying to Kenya uh, alone in the middle middle of COVID for a training camp plus a 135 half marathon. Um, yeah, the, the pictures looked awesome and the training camp looked uh, yeah, I'm very envious of what what was doing over there in over in Kenya. You say that, but you've been moaning about how warm it is in Rotherham. Yeah, but it's Kenya. Yeah, it's going to be otter. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> I don't know if you understand how geography works. Training with the best of the best of the best, sir. How the equator works, <laughs> but it'll be what, hotter what, in Kenya. What line is that? What, what, line, what line is that film from? The what? You're here to find the best of the best of the best, sir. I don't know. Men in Black. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, got me, got me. Um, uh, well done, Marco. No, amazing. Yeah, and then fair play, stepping out your comfort zone, doing that on your own. Uh, absolute bucket list. You'll. Take that with you till the day you die. Amazing. Um, Lord of the Runs, most proud of putting me first in the last few months and slowly smashing my PBs. Really important message there. Yeah, thank you I for sending that. that in. Yeah, thank you for sending that in. I think that's really important. Um, it, you, you can struggle to put yourself first, whether that's work or family or, um, or or just other stuff that's going on in life, running or otherwise. And um, sometimes to refocus and think, yeah, you know what? I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to do what's right for me. I'm going to make my journey work for me can be very empowering and very liberating. And clearly that's working well for you. So huge. Well done for you and keep smashing those PBs. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 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 Uh, fat lad, fat lad from Woodhouse, Paul Locke, uh, doing his first half marathon distance. Yeah. All, awesome running the Paul. I know you're having a tough time of it, but uh, we love you. And we can't wait to see you at the weekend again. Another lad that's coming over for the football uh, the charity weekender, um, yeah, doing that first half marathon distance is awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, echo that. Uh, yep, keep on, keep on, keeping on, Paul. We're looking forward to seeing you next weekend and uh, playing a bit of footy and having a few bevies. Um, the ginger flyer, mm-hmm. old school favourite, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, he's been here since day one. He's an OG, 
and a dream came to reality this year at Boston. He's proud. He's put proud of me, which I think is a lovely way to frame it. Um, yeah, absolute bucket list, isn't it? What, what, what an amazing event. Way to, yeah. Thing to achieve as a runner, that's got to be up, 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 up in the pinnacle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, here's another one that's quite uh, apt and meaningful. Uh, Laura Blackwell, um, taking control and standing up for myself, personally and professionally. Yeah, we've heard a lot of stories on uh, on our uh, WhatsApp chat about uh, Laura's uh, personal circumstances at the minute, and uh, she she stood up for what she's proud, what she, what she stands for, and uh, yeah, loving loving what you're doing, Laura. Mm, very inspirational. Yeah, it's given me yeah. motivation, inspiration to do the same thing and take control in my life. So thank you for doing that, Laura, and, uh, and 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 keep going from strength to strength. You've clearly made the right decisions in your life and you're putting you and your family first. I think that's amazing. Um, and then Gary Ludwin, getting back on it post-COVID and finding some short distance consistency at last. You do see a lot of that, don't you, Matt? People, um, the short distance stuff has fallen off for a lot of people. So I think that's very important to be thinking about, you know, celebrating where where those uh, those middle distance um, times are, are getting better and you can get that focus and consistency. So big love to Gary. Yes, agreed. Uh, we had a couple in the inbox as well that were too long to uh, to go out on the uh, on the on the post. We uh, sure did. Uh, Samantha Slater, uh, mm-hmm. too long for the boxes put. Uh, the sport I got at Manchester Marathon. Never before would I thought anyone would even care about my running, let alone enough to cheer me on. Um, really don't care about those nine seconds. Yes, you were nine seconds short of the four hours, if you can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she really doesn't care about those nine seconds, realising the special friends I've made through running were my biggest achievement that day. Yeah, lovely to hear them words and, and great that you've you've knocked them set nine seconds off and, you, and you've realised that, uh, that there's more to running than just times. Yeah, Manchester was a great day, and was, Sam, yeah. Sam and Jeff are a huge part of our family, like family and our community, and we were very, very glad to be there to support you, and um, and and looking forward to the next one where you are definitely going to nail that sub four, and then uh, and then the last one is is Claire, who's not understood the assignment. Um, uh, she's not showed herself any self love at all. Matt, you're going to need to give her a few pointers. Um, not like that, you dirty boy. And uh, but she wants to shout out Carl Barnes, um, who would be far too humble to do it himself. Who's a guest this series, of course. Get back and listen to that if you haven't already. Phenomenal week of running. He got a PB in the last week at 10k, five mile, and 5k, all within seven days of each other, at a frankly frightening pace, and he is ridiculously quick. Um, super humble about it, but he deserves huge credit. So. Um, um, Claire, your your praise of him is null and void because you didn't listen to the rules, but we will we we will we we will acknowledge it anyway because we agree that Carl is an absolute superstar. And so are you, Claire. So thank yes. you for calling. We'll that. save it, we'll save it when we'll we'll tell Claire her proudest moment is uh, winning the Parkrun uh, Lee Parkrun Cup. That's her proudest moment, I'm guessing. Oh yes, and so it should be. Mm. Amazing. Well done, Claire. Got a trophy and everything. Um right then, Matty. That's our roll call. Done. It is. For the final Done time this history. series. And that is our episode. Done for the final time this series. Have we got a few thank yous before we get out of it? Have we got some thank yous for the series? Oh, yes. Shall we thank all the guests? Do we have to thank uh, can, them all personally? Can, can, you, can you remember all the guests? Ooh. I Yes, I certainly can remember all the guests. Go on then. As I quickly scroll through Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we have Jevy Majid. Uh, we have uh, Cooper running. We also have uh, Easier Said Than Run, uh, Kirsty and Steve. We have Carl Barnes, the aforementioned Carl Barnes, amazing runner. Did you just uh, say aforementioned? Aforemen- aforementioned. Yeah. No, it was right. It was right. I was impressed. See, I'm, I'm learning. 
the awesome George Power um, for episode five. Episode six, we saw Rashi. Rashi runs. Uh, another great one. Um, Kelsey Johnson was episode seven. Then Chris Ward, uh, Lewis Alexander, um, Ed Roberts, Paul Griffiths, and final one, Mike Roderick. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you to all of you for yeah. taking the time to be guests on our show. We're very excited to bring you another list of guests. Um, we are getting to a stage, though, where we are you know, having to really think and look further afield for some more extraordinary ordinary to tell their story. And we're certainly not uh, scraping the barrel. That's not the the, the, the metaphor I'm, I want to use because every, they're all incredible and, and we love sharing the stories. But we are having to look a little bit harder to find people now we're 88 episodes in. So if you, someone like that anyway, but if you do have anyone either, does, doesn't have to be someone who's on social media, someone in your personal life, someone you know, someone who you think's got an amazing running themed transformational story. Why don't we get my mum on? No. A <laughs> mouth's full, mate. She can't talk. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> I think you just need to stop talking about it, mate, because every time you remind <sighs> me, it's going to get worse. Um, yeah, but on a serious note, if you guys do know anybody you think would be a good guest on the show, then please do let us know. Uh, drop us a message on the old social medias. Drop us an email, whatthefartlikepodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, just let us know. And, and you know, we're, we're not planning on slowing down anytime soon, are we, Matt? We're... You know, we're going to keep on cooking uh, long past 100 episodes, hopefully. And, uh, and yeah, let's just keep telling some great stories. Yes, definitely. Uh, what about the team, Matt? Who have we got to thank in the team? Uh, first of all, let's thank everybody from uh, from the, the episodes of Gray and Lindley, Ben and Emma, um, and Statman John. No, I'm not thanking Statman John. I'm getting the fucking bit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to you. Thank you to... Um... Everybody else in the team, so we've got Sammy, uh, we've got uh, JP, we've got Jack, um, we've got Lou, we've got Statman John, I've said mentioned Statman John. Um, who else have we got? Uh, the, the Paul. Oh, but Mc Paul, yeah, the guys behind the newsletters were Mc Paul Road to London, Claire, Running Mum, Nick Finnett and Jamie, at 3D Jamie, uh, all doing the newsletter bits, um, and Paul, Paul organising the website and all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And that's about it, I think. Did you say Jack? I did say Jack, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> we always yes. forget about Jack Blessing. Um, can we just have a moment to appreciate Drunk Jack on the podcast on Sunday, on the live on Sunday? <laughs> that was fantastic. What a silly little boy he is. Uh, Jack, Jack drinking out of a bathtub is probably an image that will never leave me. If you've not been um, well, and watched that live, you need to go over there and watch it, I think. Yeah, just to see that nonsense. But we love him to death, and uh, he's a great lad. So well done, and well done again to Jack and Ben for their ultra. Well done to JP and Ben for your ultra. Um, yeah, uh, thank you to you, Matt. Nobody said you didn't thank yourself then. Thank you to uh-huh. you. Uh, look at you. You're getting close to being a semi-competent podcast host, aren't you? Mm. You've... you've you're not Semi. fluffing your you're not you're not fluffing your lines as much. You're not you mean, you're, you're, fluff, you're fluffing them, you're fluffing them a bit. I'm trying to be nice. You're doing you you're doing I did, all I did the first uh, no it weren't this series. That was that was last series, series yeah. Oh, but I didn't give you no praise for that because that was your last that was mm. the last episode of the last series. Ruth Freckleton. We'll maybe get you in in with a little bit with a few more maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Get you doing a few more in the future. That sounds good. But yes, no, thank you for being my uh, my co-pilot on this journey. 
I appreciate you very much and I couldn't and wouldn't want to do it without you. So for all the piss taking and all the banter, uh, I do love yeah. you very much and uh, and yeah. thank you for pushing me to do this. And, and thank uh, you thank you for carrying me. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. It's all right. You're only little. You're quite light. Um, <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the series, mate. So uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, and we are going to be taking... When I say a little bit of a break, we're going to be away for a little while, guys. Um, just because we've not, we had a little bit longer off, I think, between six and seven, didn't we? And we really benefited mm-hmm. from it, I think. Uh, I feel like we came back a bit stronger for it. Um, and uh, we want to get the community challenge stuff right. We want to um, get the guests right. We want to get the podcast continuing to evolve and grow and not become stagnant and stale. So we are going to take five weeks off. We're going to be back on the 1st of September. Mm-hmm. um there will be loads of stuff going on we've still got the what the fartlet weekender so the two weeks around that there'll be loads of content um going on there we'll keep updating the reels and the tiktoks some silly stuff we'll try and get on maybe a couple of lives maybe and mm-hmm. and uh and do a few q a's on the social media as well the website will keep getting updated i, I might i might i might interview myself again don't do that. That was okay. probably the worst thing that we've ever put out there in terms of, and I include gladiators in that statement. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that again. And um, oh, I can't stop thinking about how bad that was now. Um, right. So, uh, but yeah, so we're going to take a little time. We are back on the 1st of September, Matt, aren't we? Mm-hmm. It, yes, we are. That, we, we worked it out, and we, we think we'll be having a special episode at the end of that series as well, because uh, it, it coincides with the uh, the Alton Towers weekend uh, that, and yes. into mid-November. So yeah, maybe maybe do something around that for the final episode. Um, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, in the meantime, of course, if you do need to get your fix of, of Rob, which I know you all need to, he says very humbly, uh, the Football Pundit Imposter podcast is back. Me and JP are back every single Tuesday. Just search football pundit imposters, and you'll uh, you'll find our ramblings about the Premier League. Um, first episode of the new series went out last Tuesday, so we will uh, we will keep you ticket your ears ticking over until we're back on the first of September with some new guests, some new stories, some new challenges, when the same old bullshit from. <laughs> Um, if people do want to give us a follow, get in touch with us, interact with us in the interim, Matt, uh, if they're going to miss us and they want that connection with us. Uh, how, what, where can people find us before we get off? Yeah, I say it every week, but absolutely everywhere. Just search what the thought like podcast and uh, in, in your browser and we'll, we'll pop up somewhere. Uh, and if you want to put us website and it's what the thought like dot uh, com. Like I'm gonna say what the part part like podcast that yeah, <laughs> which is the email address, isn't it? You're not having a good one today, mate. Are you? This Just search what John. the part like you'll find us. Yeah, it's done you we'll in. Come a bit, to the weekend the next week, next weekend as well. Yeah, Tell come along. Yeah. Make fun, make fun of Matt because of his mum and start line, John. Send him DMs. Tell him what you think of it. He wants to talk about it more. Um. <laughs> So for the last time, this series from myself, from my wonderful co-host, Mr. Matthew Taylor, from our amazing uh, core team, from Ben, from Emma, from JP, from Jack, from Sammy, from Louise, from Paul, 
uh, and from all of our Fartlek family. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to us, to promote us, to share our our, our podcast and, and 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 our links, and telling your friends about us. Thank you that your word of mouth um, keeps us growing and keeps us uh, thriving and keeps us relevant. I guess um, we know we're not for everyone. We know that there's people out there that that maybe naysay us, and that's fine. That's absolutely their prerogative, and 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 you are willing to enjoy this world and the things within it in whatever way you see fit. But as long as you guys out there listening still want us here and want to keep hearing us ramble and argue and bicker and banter and keep talking to these amazing people, then we aren't going anywhere. We love you very, very much. We're grateful for you. We appreciate you. And we are very much looking forward to seeing you for Series 8. Matthew, why don't why don't you see us out this week with the with the normal sign off i wasn't going to do the normal sign off i was going to continue my song that i started at the start i did it my way may your runs continue to be wonderful be excellent to each other be kind or get in the bin we love you lots he did it his way i'm doing it my way we're going to keep doing it our way far like family for life we love you peace see you in september or more importantly next Saturday for an absolute banging weekend in Sheffield. Cock-arse that, my brother. Cock-arse that, my friend. Cock-arse!